The whole idea behind running faster is that you're able to produce more power. This comes from speed workouts, plyometric, power exercises, and a decent training plan. The more power you can produce, the faster you'll be. Welcome to Rehab for Runners, the podcast for runners who are ready to get out of pain and run with more confidence. Dr. Lisa will guide you with the clarity you need to unleash your potential with tools, practical tips, and exercises so you can enjoy your runs and exceed your goals. Welcome back to Rehab for Runners. I'm Dr. Lisa, your host, and today we are talking about the power of plyometrics. Every runner strength program should have plyometrics in it. Otherwise, you're missing a big part of being able to improve your speed, your running economy, and even your running form. If you listen to episode 16, I talk about how to improve your speed this year. If you haven't listened to it yet, I'll link it below because it breaks down everything you need to be doing to improve your speed if that's part of your goals. But I want to break down the section of developing power a little bit more in today's episode. I remember when I was in high school and I opted out of taking physics so I could go to a technical center for half a day my senior year. This honestly just looked interesting to me. It's where I took a sports medicine class at a completely different high school for half a day. So I'd get to my high school, take a bus to another high school for half a day and come back for lunch and then the rest of my classes. I literally did this to skip out on physics, which at the time like is hilarious because I didn't want to take it. But fast forward to college and it was a prereq for PT school, not only physics, but physics one and two. So I'm going to apply what I learned from my very expensive undergrad degree today by telling you that the definition of power is the rate at which work is done. Now, why is this important for you as a runner? Because if you can develop more power, you can run at a faster speed. I understand your goal might not even be to increase your speed, but what if I told you that you can run for longer periods at a decent pace without getting as fatigued? That's something else that developing more power can help you with, including adding in plyometrics. I like to think of power as a tennis ball. If you throw the ball into the ground hard, it will bounce higher and further. If you throw the tennis ball softly into the ground, it won't bounce as high and won't go as far. In terms of running, this does not mean you should be stomping into the ground. It really means that your body has more fast twitch muscle fibers when you do more power exercises such as plyometrics. So as you can see with this tennis ball analogy, if you have more power going into the ground, you're going to get more power coming off the ground. And that's exactly what we want with running. That's just going to make you a more efficient runner and a better runner in terms of your distance and your speed. Whenever I talk about plyometrics, all I think about is me doing box jumps in college when I played college softball. And we basically had morning workouts or afternoon workouts before our softball practice. And let's just say my power output was very minimal because I would always bust my shins on those metal boxes that we would do box jumps on. And I think that's why now I have the soft plyo box just to make sure that I do not bust any shins because I guarantee that I still have like a bone bruise in there from that metal box. And 
I just think there was a good idea behind it. Like box jumps are so important, but I wish I understood why they were important because looking back on my college softball days as a pitcher and as a hitter, I was batting three or four in the lineup. I needed a lot of power and that power could have helped me just improve my softball game. And now that I understand it for running, I think it's just important for every athlete. Doesn't even matter what sport you're playing or you're participating in, but developing more power is so, so important. So when I think of power, I think of it as an umbrella term. And that umbrella term really comes down to power exercises and plyometrics. Now, let me back up a little bit because if you have heard me talk before, you know I structure my strength plans and programs into four different aspects or pillars. The first one being mobility, the second one being stability, So mobility, being able to go through the range of motion, stability, being able to control your body or joint through the range of motion, strength and power. And that's pretty much how all of my one-on-one clients workouts are programmed and all the runners complete programs are programmed as well. And power really in these workouts comes at the very end. So you can think of them as the finisher for your workout. So when I'm talking about these power exercises, plyometrics is falling into one bucket and power exercises are falling into another bucket. Power exercises are more so quick movements with a heavier weight. So think of like kettlebell swings where you're trying to thrust your pelvis forward using your hips and your glutes quickly to move that weight forward and backwards. Plyometrics is a little bit different though. Plyometrics is more so jumping exercises. It doesn't have to be with weight, but it should be done fairly quickly because again, the whole goal of power exercises and plyometrics is to increase the number of fast twitch muscle fibers, which displays into our speed when we're running. What does the research say about plyometrics? Because you know I love my research and it backs up that plyometrics is really important, but it doesn't change everything about your running, which makes sense because it's rare that one thing that you're doing is going to improve every aspect of your running. The research actually shows that a plyometric training program as short as six to eight weeks can increase your running economy and your performance. Please note it did not change your body mass, your peak heart rate, your VO2 max, or your lactate peak. So again, it's not changing everything. It's just improving one part of your running. And that's why it's important to do all the small things outside of running because those are going to display into bigger things as a whole. And they're picking up on different pieces that will overall improve your running. Another study found an improvement in musculoskeletal stiffness. Now, musculoskeletal stiffness is not something that I talk about a lot because you need a fancy schmancy gait lab to analyze how much stiffness is in your musculoskeletal system, like in your knees or your ankles. I don't have access to that. You probably don't have access to that. It is really important, but we really can't measure it outside of a running analysis that's in 3D. So I don't talk about it a lot, but it is important. So plyometrics did improve musculoskeletal stiffness, and this just equates into an improvement in running economy. 
The last study that I saw looked at plyometrics, six to eight week program, and they saw an improvement in running mechanics with a more efficient running form. I'm sorry in the background, my dogs. So I have my dog and my parents puppy and they're just going nuts. So enjoy the background noise of golden retrievers. I think one thing that's really cool with these studies is how quickly you can improve your running economy, your performance, and your running form. These studies really looked at a program that was only six to eight weeks long, which if you think about it, that is not a long time if you're seeing results. Most strength programs that actually provide results are at least 12 weeks long. And that's, you know, you might see some changes in the beginning, but they're more neuromuscular changes versus the hyper changes that come with strength and strength just takes a long time you know building endurance takes a while but seeing those results after six to eight weeks I think is really cool and I think it's also important to note that these studies had their runners with no plyometrics versus using plyometrics and the plyometrics that they did were either one day a week or two times a week I recommend doing plyometrics twice a week now You could always do like a day of plyometrics, but I like to just balance each program out and each workout out by doing them at the very end. And I find that that works really well because if you are structuring plyometrics, you have to really make sure that you are not fatiguing your runner too much, especially if they are training for a race. Because if we're trying to develop power, think of it like if you do sprints every day, you are going to be exhausted versus if you balanced out your sprints by doing like one or two at the end of a run, you know, now obviously that's a little bit different because you are focusing on like your heart rate when you're sprinting and you're trying to stick with the 80, 20. So it's good to keep the hard days hard in terms of running and not necessarily when you're strength training, because you want to make sure that you can fully recover after a workout in order to prioritize your runs, especially if you are training for a race. If you program too many reps and sets into your strength program, you're gonna be more fatigued and your power level might actually be a little depleted when it comes to being able to run the next day. So it's important to really consider reps and sets. Now plyometrics are the quick movements, so we don't necessarily wanna do a ton of them. And of course, when you're programming it, it depends. I mean, you can be doing plyometrics without weight and that's gonna make a big difference in how fatigued you are versus if you're doing the same exercise and adding weight. So a good example that I like to say is jump squats. You could do 10 reps and be increasing your heart rate. You could feel that you are having to use the power in your lower extremity. And that's going to be very different fatigue level at the end of those 10 reps versus if you did jump squats holding two heavy weights. Now, if you're holding weight and you're able to adjust and develop more power to complete the entire set, you're going to develop more power versus doing the exercise without the weights. But you do want to, again, consider fatigue levels. You do want to consider form and you want to consider how much power the runner is developing with that exercise when you're programming it. If you want to include plyometrics at the end of an exercise, I recommend anywhere from six to 10 reps, depending on the exercise, and then two to three reps, again, depending on the exercise, depending on how much weight that you are using with the exercise, or if you're not using weight at all. And I don't recommend guessing 
in terms of how much you should be doing. This is again where runners can get really fatigued or they're not doing enough reps or sets to where they're not even seeing the carryover into their running. So either follow a program or create a program. But again, do not guess. If you're guessing, you're potentially leaving a lot of potential on the table, a lot of power on the table if we're being specific here. Let's go through some examples of plyometrics. I already mentioned the box jumps, but it's important as a runner that you are also progressing into some single leg jumping exercises. So think double leg jumps in place are great. And then when those are easy, you can progress into single leg jumps in place. Other examples of plyometrics would be single leg jumps forward and backward, single leg jumps side to side, and you can also do this in double leg. Think skater jumps where you're jumping from one leg laterally to the other leg into a little bit of a lunge. Um, Box jumps are, again, very very effective with runners. You can mix those up too because you can make them quick or you can work on the depth or the height of the box even. You can do drop jumps where you're jumping from the box down to the ground and then jumping out. So I think it's really cool. Plyometrics is something that I actually love because one, it says that the workout's almost over and two, it's where you can really just kind of like finish the workout strong. So try, I would say one to two plyometrics at the end of your next workout if you're not doing so already. The last two things that I want to note is one, make sure that you are using your arms with these exercises. If you think about a box jump, you're going to be able to jump higher and with more power if you use your arms. And that's also the main reason we use our arms when we're running. You want to make sure that your arms are getting in sync with your legs to improve that coordination. So if you can improve that coordination and that in syncness, I guess you could say, outside of running with plyometrics and your other strength exercises, you'll be able to improve that coordination when you're running. So use your arms. If you're doing like a lunge to a jump, you really want to emphasize using those arms because you'll also be able to develop more power with your arms. It'll bring your core into play. It'll bring your trunk into play a little bit more. The second thing I want to add, and I already gave you some examples of this, is to add in different planes of movement. You have probably heard me talk about this with stability exercises and strength exercises, but I still want you to apply this with power exercises. So it's like jumping rope is great for runners. It really helps to develop calf power and soleus power, but don't be afraid to move laterally. Don't be afraid to move back and forth and don't be afraid to try different heights of boxes and different plyometrics. If you learned anything from this episode, please share it and tag me, Dr. Lisa DPT, so we can help other runners. And as always, enjoy your run.